Hi there, Mallory Erickson here. So one of the things I talk about a lot is how habit and behavior design training really shifted the way that I showed up as a fundraiser. So I studied with Dr. BJ Fogg, who's out of Stanford and the creator of the Fogg Behavior Model, which you should definitely go and check out and we'll drop a link in the show notes. Um, And his work around behavior change completely transformed how I showed up as a fundraiser, actually in two different ways. So his model talks about the way that anyone takes action is because of a combination of motivation, ability, and a prompt. So behavior happens because of the combination of enough motivation, the ability to take the action, and being prompted to take the action. And it happens on a graph. So basically, the harder something is to do, the more motivation we need around it, the easier something is to do. We don't need as much motivation around it. We always need to be prompted to get over the action line. And there are a few different ways that we think about prompts. So the reason why this has been so instrumental in my fundraising, one was that the fog behavior model really helped me understand why and how donors take action. So how much motivation donors need in order to get over an action line, how donors always need to be prompted. Like how much do we hear inside the sector? Oh, if our donors really wanted to give, they would give. They know we're a nonprofit and we need money. False. The whole thing, that's all false. Like people need to be prompted in order to give. Think about if you're an organization who raises more money at the end of the year, you are likely prompting asking your donors a lot more at the end of the year. Do you get more donations when you ask than when you don't ask? Yes, absolutely. So that's just more evidence that we people take action based on prompts. And donor behavior is a response behavior primarily. So it it is happening because of the prompts that most of the time fundraisers are giving. And if you're saying, okay, Mallory, but once in a while a donation will come through and we didn't prompt the donor. Okay, that might be true, but something prompted the donor. Either their accountant, their friend, they read something in the news, they were prompted by something. And the way that we have control and influence and impact over those things is by the prompting that we do as fundraisers and making sure that when we are prompting our donors, we're doing it at a moment where we have increased their motivation and we've made the action easy to do. So the FOG behavior model really helped me design donor engagement and donor calls to action that use the behavior model that really focus on how do you increase donor motivation to give And how do you make the action easier to do? How do you create more frictionless donor experiences, right? Because even if you really strongly motivate a donor, they're really excited about the work that you do. If they click on that link in your email and all of a sudden the website doesn't work or there's a spinning wheel of death, then it doesn't really matter how motivated they are because they still can't take the action, right? So That's how motivation, ability, and prompts for donor behavior really comes together and why learning about this framework was totally instrumental in changing my fundraising. And I train on all of this inside of Power Partners. But the other reason this framework has been instrumental in my fundraising and one of the most important ways that it's um, included in Power Partners is to think about fundraiser behavior on the FOG behavior model. So Anytime we want to take an action as fundraisers, we need to be thinking about our own motivation and ability and prompts to take that action. 
And you might be hearing this and thinking, Mallory, like, of course, I'm totally motivated to fundraise for my organization. I care so much about my organization. I want to raise all the money. But here's the thing about motivation. Motivation in the FOG behavior model is the relationship between hope and fear. So hope drives motivation up and fear drives motivation down. So why is this so important to understand? A lot of fundraising behaviors, a lot of fundraising habits are really scary. Clicking send on an email to a donor, that is a simple action, but it is not an easy action, okay? It is not an easy action because it creates a lot of vulnerability, fear of rejection, right? It is a scary action to take. And so we need to start to understand this more in our fundraising. I think we've treated a lot of our fundraising actions simple actions as if they're easy actions. And we've used those things interchangeably. We're like, oh, this is just like a quick little thing to do. Oh, just make the thank you phone call. Those are scary, vulnerable tasks. They are not easy tasks. And so we need to start to recognize, number one, the difference between simple and easy. And we need to stop focusing so much on making fundraising simpler. And we need to give fundraisers tools for making fundraising easier. And part of what makes fundraising easier is using models like the FOG behavior model. Because then what you can say is, okay, I know this action is scary. So what can I do, number one, to decrease some fear around that action? How can I increase hope around that action? And how can I make the action so incredibly easy to do that even though I might still have some fear, I'm still going to get over the action line when I'm prompted? And so inside Power Partners, we have an entire segment on habit and behavior design. And we talk about my favorite fundraising habits, which uses the FOG behavior model to design habits that I think are particularly um, revolutionary for fundraisers to start to integrate into their work. We do it in terms of our morning ritual. We do it in terms of how we prospect. We do it in terms of how we show up with our staff teams. There are so many different ways we integrate habits using this model into our work. But it's also really important for you to be trained on the model itself so that anytime you're experiencing resistance in your fundraising, you can think about, okay, here's this behavior that I was trying to get, I was trying to get myself to do. I was trying to get myself over the action line here. And this thing has been sitting on my to-do list all week. So how do I get it off of my to-do list? How do I get myself to get over the action line? First question, do I have a prompt? Have I been prompting myself to take that action? If not, add a prompt. That was problem number one, and maybe we solved the whole thing right now. But the next thing, if you're still not getting over the action line when you have a prompt, right? We've all thrown things on our calendar that we never do. Okay, so there was the prompt. The prompt was there. We still didn't take the action. Okay, the next thing to look at is, have I made the action as easy as possible to do? And if you haven't, then you need to make the action easier to do. And then if you've made the action so simple, so easy, like, That would be something like instead of writing the email, it would be opening your email or putting the donor's email address in your email. So rolling it way, 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 way back. And then the next habit that you want to build might be writing the subject of the email. And then the next habit you would build would be writing the text of the email. And then the next habit you would build would be clicking send on the email. But you would break it up into those really small steps, those really tiny habits. And you might be like, Mallory, I have no time to do all those steps. Let me tell you, you do. Because that donor email has not been getting sent any other way. 
So breaking it down this way, doing it in pieces like this, it makes the action easier to do in each piece. And so it gets you over the action line and it actually gets you to be able to click send on that email because at the end of the day, you finally have an email in there that you wrote. Everything's inside. You're fine with it. All you're left with is, okay, close your eyes, be fearless for a second and click send. And so we teach you how to do all this inside Power Partners because the number one indicator of donor behavior is fundraiser behavior. And one of the biggest impacts to fundraiser behavior is fear related to fundraising, which is so normal. So I'm not saying that in with any judgment. I was, I mean, all of this happened and this whole program is here because this is what changed my fundraising. So I felt so uncomfortable fundraising. I was sure that I was a bad fundraiser because there was no way that good fundraisers wanted to throw up before every major donor meeting. And so, but being aware and having the executive coaching tools that we also have inside Power Partners to be able to have more awareness around the fears we have around fundraising and the resistance that we have around fundraising, then we can use habit design as this really critical tool to shift the way that we show up as fundraisers and to boost donor engagement. And so I'm just so obsessed with Dr. Fogg's model um, and this work, and I feel really honored to be allowed to teach it inside the Power Partners formula as well.